to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily I surrender I surrender on to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. You are the Lord, let your name be glorified. You are the Lord, let your name be glorified. We give you glory and You are the Lord, let your name be glorified. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining us today. Just in an attitude of worship it's pretty early here in Lagos, Nigeria. Sun isn't out yet. And um, I'm just so grateful to God and I am um, I'm really in a very reflective state of mind. I have been all year, perhaps you know, all year, it's just seven twenty days in. But I have been, you know, every day I just reflect on God's goodness his role in my life what he's taking me through the things that I now know for sure the things that I you know just looking at life generally I think a lot these days about how to share my experience of God and how I can convey to people and let people know that things that God is much more real than we can imagine and that the the testimony about Jesus being the savior for all men that it's that he's really the way the truth and the life and he's not a way he is the way you know I, I think about that a lot these days I think about you know, even my work as a Christian and how I need to grow more even in my knowledge of him and I just think about a lot of things. I think about the fact that 
why why do we do why do some people believe why do some other people don't believe how is it that we go through this world you know believing that we're going to live forever even when we know that we are not going to live forever how is it that we all wake up in a world that we don't even know how we got here but one thing we are sure of is that one day we are going to live here where we're going we have no clue about those things a lot I think about it a lot and I think some people think more about those things than or some people I don't know some people just seem to go through life not really caring about tomorrow you know whether there will be a payday and I was thinking about um, when I mean payday I mean repercussions for all the bad things that they've, they've done or things they've done and you know I was just reflecting on this whole concept of God and you know and faith and why some people believe why some people don't believe and um, you know I thought about it and I was like for me when I look at the universe and how the world is it's very difficult for me to believe that I mean you can't just tell me that this came out of nothing <laughs> it doesn't make sense I like the word that um, phrase where they say intelligent design because that's what I see in the world I see I see premeditation I see intelligent design in the way everything, the whole system of the universe. You can't convince me that it's some scientific atomic um, thing. I understand, yes, you guys are very smart. You understand physics, chemistry, meta, all of that, you know. You're at a different mental level than I am. But even with all of that, you can't, I don't understand how something can follow sequence, mathematical logic, without having an intelligent designer. Who wrote the code of that mathematics a code does not write itself we've never seen such a thing you know so and i do understand that we then have to ask ourselves then who wrote the code of god ahead so let's decide that that is where we stop but don't tell me that this world wrote its own code <laughs> that i can't believe there's nothing that will make me believe that the the mathematical sequence the fact that the world is the things of nature are so logical it's so scientific that you can be, it can be studied. You know, the process of um, how plants grow, how they die, the seasons. Everything can be calculated. Weather, you know, how the stars move across the whatever. I mean, it, it's clear now. It's clear that this was intelligently designed. But I know our brains will crash if we want to think about the kind of mind that would have designed the absolute vastness that we see I'm not even talking about the magnificence of the creation in terms of mountains and planets and galaxies and stars you know I'm not even talking about I'm talking about the science behind how they operate how they revolve in an orbit how they travel how distances can be calculated the interaction between space time light all of those things that follow a logical sequence that can be studied, that can be understood, you know, that can be modeled into computer um, uh, models and all that, it, um, it it shows, like I said, intelligent design. It shows the evidence suggests. I mean, you know, it's like, for instance, when um, sometimes when um, certain um, like. I worked anyway let's just say I have experience working in places where sometimes we review security incidents 
and the first thing you see when you come across information about a security incident or a crime is you want to know whether was this random was this premeditated that's the first thing you know was this just somebody walking in the wrong place at the wrong time or was this person followed was this planned was this scheduled why because it, it it then changes it's very likely that the motives and there's just a whole lot more that could come about you know in in terms of that i mean it's still a crime but when it's premeditated you then need to dig deeper why who else is involved was this person paid to do it is there another criminal beyond who we're seeing here but when it's random most of the time you only look at you know who was the actual perpetrator but when it's premeditated then you begin to think about motive you begin to think about who else and all that so it's just different dimensions so in the same way when we look at the evidence of the earth and the science of it and the order in the universe because there is an order even in this very chaotic world that we find ourselves there's still another which is why the sun still rises in the east and sets in the west every single day why there are four seasons and the four seasons follow a pattern and that even when nature seems to you know in fact there has never been a time that the the the, the, the sun did not rise anywhere in the world we've had moments when there were eclipses very very you know very um split second moments and even those moments were scientifically calculated and so you want to tell me that this was this is some i mean i don't know some random sequence that just evolved out of itself the whole the whole concept of the theory of evolution is the most stupid thing i've ever heard in my life it's just so silly i'm telling you is is i think it's easier for me i think it takes far more it's more it takes more of a stretch of imagination to believe in the theory of evolution than it does to than to believe in the theory of uh, uh, to, to believe in intelligent design that's my view anyways because the whole evolution thing is telling me that you can create intelligent design out of nothing and you can create something out of nothing i i don't i mean there's no I don't, I don't understand because even if you say you started from an atom so who how did that atom get there so there has to be something that started things but then you could also say that argument then applies to god fine but then don't because you cannot explain god then jump onto evolution no that's too much of a leap let's agree that we can't explain god and we also can't explain create um, you know the creation or the the world that we see but don't lock in evolution and then disregard God. Then that's just satanic. Because in my mind, the same faith that it takes you to believe in evolution, which clearly from everything that we see, because why has evolution stopped or is it still going? Or why aren't I growing fins? Why aren't all the divers, people who swim, growing fins and legs? And you know, why did the evolution stop at a point? You know. So, anyways, it's not making sense. And for me, like I said, the order of the universe. If it was a, if it was, it's not random. It's clearly not random. It's predictable. It's it's studyable. It's you know, it, it has a sequence. It's pre- it's designed. I, I don't just get it. Anyway, let's just pack that. I I like I said, I don't I don't get it. But um, what I've noticed is that when people and that's the thing about human beings, when we have a belief. There's a belief that you've already started what you are doing based on a belief. No matter what evidence you get, you're going to tag it to that belief. You know, so it's, it's you've already decided that um, you are only going to recognize 
what you can see so therefore god is out of the equation so it's easier for you to like make up this story about how things evolved and anyway i think i just need to read more about the thinking about that because i just find it really odd that how is it that you would look at something that is orderly and then say it happened without design you, you know what i'm saying as, as, because if you are basing it on science and science is the study of what we see we see that anything that is structured you look at cars you look at anything that is structured to function in a particular order in an orderly form was is structured that way it was designed so let's say i don't know who the designer is i glad i will perfectly but don't tell me that some atoms were jumping together and they created order out of disorder i no 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 i've never there's no there's nothing like that on the earth so anyway so i I, he's just an awesome god. I, I, I think where I'm going with all of this, I, I just want to know him more. I want to know him more. And I would be the first to say that I know God to some extent, but I, I just, there's so much more that I need to know. And the question I'm asking myself now, you know, I, I, I've always asked myself, but I think, how much more do I need to know? I think I need to know as much of God as He would want me to know on earth. I want to know as much of Him. As would make it so that when I leave this earth, I'll not be like, oh my goodness, I wish I had known this before I left the earth. I want to know him in such a way that there will be no regrets. You know, that, that's just it. And um, there will be no regrets. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I am... I must say that I'm very disillusioned about the world. I, I must say I am. I think... The last two years has even really shown the ugliness in the world. I don't know whether it's because we're all on social media more or we're reading more about people. But I think even beyond social media, the news headlines have gotten worse. I think so. I think any illusions that I had about the world, it's all gone now. You know, I see, you know, I, in fact, I see the kind of world that God that 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 the world must have been like when god decided to destroy the earth you know in the, in the days of noah I, can, I i really see it now because i see so much evil and not even there's the evil in terms of the you know people killing one another but the evil in terms of the lies people lying against other people manufacturing stories about people just inflicting hurt on others for no reason even family members doing it to you know the wickedness fathers on children you know it's horrible it's just horrible and the worst thing even those who are trying to speak up for you know what is right people are attacking people attack them too so it's like the reign of the wicked the reign of the liars and the wicked and we are we're seeing the liars and the wicked people getting ahead that's what that's what we're seeing in this world so it's it's making wickedness look very attractive, which is why I am very much against this whole Christianity, you know, success, success-driven life. And when I mean success, I mean by material success, social status, you know, achieving things that are not necessarily to do with God and the gospel. Because I find that we're almost moving towards the the end justifies the means kind of society where. Once you're successful, nobody's really looking at the fine prints. How do you treat your employees? You know, uh, did you collect money on false pretenses? What were the ethics? What kind of boss are you? 
Are you paying your ta- taxes? Are you a good citizen, corporate citizen? Are you dumping toxic waste somewhere? You know, nobody's really looking at all those things anymore. Everybody's just concerned about how you make, how much money you make. And that is affecting even the church. And people celebrating milestones like, oh, I got this job. Oh, I got this. You know, oh, God has blessed me. And yeah, I get that. Physical needs are made. But honestly, you can't go before God in heaven. And when God is not going to ask you, oh, well done for passing your exams or for graduating from Harvard or this. It's not, all those things don't really count where God is concerned. God is only concerned about people that hear his word and do it. That's all he's concerned about. Because ultimately, everything that we see here is going to die, it's going to be gone. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't aspire to things. In fact, please, education, get an education. I have two degrees. I'm in the process of getting a third one in Master's and Master's in Bible Studies and Theology. And um, the first one, I needed them to work. You know, the first one I did it because, yes, I loved it. The second one I did it because I needed it for my job. God, when I'm doing it now, by God's grace, I need it for my ministry. I need it for life. I need it to know God more, and it's helping me. So there's a sense of purpose in that. Even though I would say that for the first two ones, for the second one, I was being more selfish in terms of, you know, I needed it for my job and my life. I think this is the first degree that I'm actually getting that has God at the center of it. Not just because it's a Christian degree, but also because it's not about me this time. Let me see. There was a bit about me actually, because I want to know more about God. But then, it's it's not it's it's about wanting to know more about God and wanting to please Him and wanting to be like Him, you know. So it's yeah. The second one, the MBA, was more about I just needed to become a bit more marketable. But God actually was the one that led me to do that, and it's really helped me out because that's what has been helping me in the career that I'm in right now. So, but looking back on everything, I just. Like I said, I'm disillusioned about the world. world. The only thing that makes it um, tolerable for me is because God is here with us. The Holy Spirit is here. If he, if he wasn't, I, I, I think I would be one of those people waking up every morning and saying, Has, <laughs> I hope Jesus is coming today. I would probably be like that. Because it's, it's messed up. The world is just it's really messed up messed up and um i think what hurts me the most is that many years ago at least the church was a refuge the church was differentiated so when you wanted to get serious with god in fact we had that phrase then that i decided to get serious with god you knew where to go you knew where to go you would go there you'd be taught the word of god it would and in fact it was a good cure for people who had troubles at home, troubled teens and all of that because you throw yourself into this community where they give you a sense of purpose and you just, it carries you on. Literally, you could spend the last two, three years not even having your life scheduled for you, almost like a purpose given to you and it helped a lot of troubled youth through very difficult times. But now, it's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore created spaces where only the people who are rich, who are wealthy, who are socially comfortable that is only those people that are comfortable and they are welcome and they feel accomplished, I, 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 I mean I just don't know I don't know so 
I pray I, I maybe I should spend more time talking to the Lord about it. It, do, it does hurt me. I and I may be jaded, and if I am, please send me. A, I wish you would send me a comment telling me that no, Shola is not that bad. At least where I am, um, from where I'm standing in my viewpoint, I think it's pretty bad. I think, I think people are just going through the motions of Christianity, and uh, I, I think that is not right. I, and I think there's it's deeper than what we're saying now. It's deeper. And God, John, the book of John, chapter four, verse twenty-four, Jesus said that the Father seeks those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. God will not be satisfied with superficial, half-hearted, or or scriptural service, or worship, or self-serving, or materialistic. God is not going to lower his standards for what he will call true worship, simply because that's all that is available, or that's all that we're willing to give to him. And when I mean worship, I don't mean singing worship songs. I mean a life that is given to service, that is consecrated, that is set apart for the use of God. And that God is not a post-it note or a footnote that we write on the pages of our lives, but that he's actually the main plot. You know, he's the main character, he's the protagonist, he's the beginning, he's the opening page, he's the page turner, he's the writer, the author also the star you know and that he provides the context for our lives he's also the pillar of our lives I I, uh, I don't know if I'm making any sense but that this is my me just being very reflective this morning and I say it's musings with Jesus so we are living in strange times strange times not because of not only because of what's happening in the world but also because of what is not happening in the church and also what is happening in the church that shouldn't be happening in the church. And um, I was reading somewhere where someone was saying that, you know, therapists have taken over, the, have become <laughs> the place where people go when they struggle and they're having emotional problems. I was like, that, that is so sad. Because it used to be pastors. It used to be able to be counselors, people, Christian counselors. If we can't even do that anymore. You know, I mean... And when Christians even have to go to therapy outside of the church. And I don't, I mean, if you have to do it, I'm not blaming you because I know it's the state of the facts right now. You just can't get that kind of support in the church because they'll pray at you. They'll talk at you, tell you things to do. I mean, someone who needs help. I, I mean, I don't just get it. So even the, the understanding that some of these problems are nothing to just pray and send the person away. There has to be, you know, that you have to schedule regular sessions or somehow or something. That whole concept of of therapeutic, using the word as therapy, the word of God as therapy, and helping the person to do that, even if it means coming every day and we read this Bible together, you know, or I call you at every time of the night, you know, there's just. Anyways, I don't want to talk too much because I believe that some people will probably be doing what I'm saying, and um, but maybe. I'm just saying that generally speaking, it appears that most people, when they struggle now, they have to look for help outside of the church. And that, that really makes me sad. I also, when I went through my own stuff last two years, I, yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I hope I didn't go for help outside the church, but it, I didn't get help from within the church. And um, when 
Bible. I went back to the Bible. I almost, almost, almost started asking for help. You know, in places where I shouldn't have. And I don't mean in those bad places. I meant I'm not usually that kind of person that will say, oh, you know, men of God that I should come and pray for people that I didn't even know. You know, I didn't. Maybe because they were, you know, but I almost got to the point where I had some people praying for me that ordinarily I shouldn't have been. You know, there are people, I'm not that kind of person. I had the kind of relationship with God that I didn't need to do that. But I felt so overwhelmed by what was happening to me that I started commissioning. <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm so ashamed of myself. Yeah. So I commissioned because it's, it's okay to ask people to pray, but they need to be people that you are. You already know what their, you know, their consecration is to some extent. So these were people that I didn't, I knew through someone. I didn't know them personally. And like I said, I'm, I'm not a baby Christian. I've been saved for a while. I knew better than that, but I was really. And did it work? Let's just say that by the time they started to wanted to use it to exercise control over me, I, I nobody, I knew I wasn't. Really, Yes, I knew I needed to restrict my retrace my footsteps. I summarily blocked the individual and I, I repented before God and I went back to the Bible. And he was a Christian, not like he wasn't a Christian. But again, like I said, a lot of what is being practiced out there is not exactly Christ centered. So I'll just leave it at that um, and I have no idea what I'm going to call this recording. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just an open-ended music, but I want to know him more. Um, like I said, I'm, because I, and maybe I think this is what, maybe this is what happens when you get closer to God. All of a sudden, you start seeing the world for what it is. But honestly, it's, um, it's not a pretty picture. I, I don't want any part of it. So, and I just pray that God will help me because that I continue to separate myself from the things of the world the bible talks of the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of the life it says a pride of life those are the things that in the world it says it will pass away i pray that god will help me to continue to separate myself from those things and hold fast to him and to his word because i i think things are saner in the god space honestly there's order there's there's stability things make sense there's peace. The, the world is just too chaotic, unruly, <laughs> wicked, evil. No wonder Jesus said, come on to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And he says, my yoke is easy and my body is light. Truly, the yoke of Christ is, 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 is better to read the Bible, to pray, to preach the gospel, even let people abuse you, than to be living this worldly life. Because these people here... <clears throat> beasts i'm sorry to say just how i'm saying there's nothing holding them back unrestrained you know what it means for human beings to be unrestrained in this wicked and evil world so let me stay with god if anything will happen god will protect me if whatever happens you know however it, it turns out at least you will if i stick with him it will go well with me in this world and in the next even if I lose certain things in this world, I will not lose in the in the world to come. Yeah, that's the way I just see it. So, my greatest priority right now is to protect my faith and to lead as many people who want to escape 
from this evil and chaotic world through Jesus Christ, through faith in him and by receiving the gospel. May God enable me to be able to reach out to them and for those that I love and care about as well. May God help me to do what I need to do to help as many people come to Jesus as possible. The world is messed up. It's messed up. I'm sorry. It's just totally messed up. And I'll just leave it out there. Leave it there right now. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.